Good morning, my father. <laughs> Good evening. Oh. Dad has oh. just gone to the bathroom. He'll be right back. Ernie, okay. uh, I want to tell you about Mom? the... Mom, Mom, yeah. are you talking anymore? Yeah. This conversation is being recorded as part of a podcast. So, oh, I see. Okay. This is All right, I'll wait for General, that. General, you can tell me now. Otherwise, we can just wait. We can just talk about other things. Yes. Anzu wants to talk about the fact that the dogs are getting baths today. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah. So, nice, Quinn went to nice. the groomers uh, getting a summer cut. And then Uncle Johan uh-huh. wants to bathe frolic. Oh, I see. Okay. So, the groom groomer has come to your house? No, Pet Smart. We take them there. Oh, okay. So both the dogs are gone there. No. Quinn went to the group, went to Pet Smart to get an official mm. grooming session, whereas okay. Frolic is just going to be given a bath by Uncle Johan, who is. Oh. Uh, who is talk- okay. Johan is talking to Quinn almost as much as you do. He is uh, <laughs> so see. excited oh, to wow. see Quinn, and Quinn was a little. Uh, Spooky, it spooked at first by him and would bark at him a bit, but after oh, a few see. minutes or so, he huh. settled down, and so he is very fond of Uncle Johan now, and Uncle oh, Johan okay. is equally fond of him. Oh, wonderful. Okay, good. We both went to exercise and stuff, so I exercised for three hours almost. Wow. you doing weights yeah. or cardio or... Yeah, just a Zumba one hour and then a senior fitness for another hour. Then the swimming. At least I'm trying to swim. So just good to be able to do that. Okay, here's Tata. Okay, ma, have a good time. Bye, mom. Okay. Hi, Ernie. Hi, right. Dad. Yep, just finished. Yep, just finishing lunch. What happened? I'm just finishing lunch. Oh, okay. All right. So you want to finish and then call me? Or no? Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. No, we can get started now. We okay. Have a, uh, little cameo by Mom at the beginning of the podcast, so I had to warn her to not say anything since we were being recorded. Oh, oh I see. Oh. That's fine. All right, so chapter okay. two of part two of Today We Choose Faces. Yeah. yeah. And okay. so the main character appears to be a person named Engel, E-N-G-E-L, who, yeah. of course, they is another name, another variation on Angel. Yeah. And you, you want to go ahead and give the summary of what happens this chapter? No, I think we should probably uh, recap what happened before that, right? Okay. Uh, because you want to try and do that. That guy's name um, was Lan. So last chapter, the guy's name was Lan, and then basically he was shot by a Mr. Black. Right, the and to make man. it simpler, let me. Uh, I had numberings assigned. So the the okay. presenter of the story is, is a guy named Angelo De Negri. Yeah. And he was from the 1970s. He was shot and not quite killed, revived uh, by a, a, distant ancestor, a descendant who had gone legit. 
but then they kind of hired him to be a hitman again. And he meets this guy named Siler, who mostly dies, but gives a final gift to Angelo of a way to survive the a war that almost ended humanity. And Angelo mm. decides to become a better person and try and save, help humanity become a better version of themselves. And he creates these clones and kills part of himself. And that apparently each generation uh, kills off a part of themselves and becomes a newer, better version of themselves. And yeah. so our narrator in the last chapter was a guy named Engel, who I called version 8.0. And one no, of his no, clones, version... One, this one is Engel. Last one was Lance. Lance. Okay, so Lance was yeah. version 8.0. One of his clones, version 8.1, had been killed, and he's very traumatized by this. And he's trying to get back, go somewhere, and runs into Mr. Black, who kills him. And so now we pick up with Engel, who is like version 8.2 uh, of the clone family. Right. And so, so is that a, is that enough of a recap? Yeah. Okay. Right. Good. So, so you want to tell me? Chapter two, synopsis. Okay, here, um, this guy's name is uh, Engel. This guy's name is Engel, here in chapter two. So he is a musician, he's a uh, clarinet player. And I think he, when the other guy dies, when Lang dies, apparently it's like, um, uh, Lang was like the leader, I guess. Uh, uh, I don't know, leader or whether it was... Nexus. Uh, Nexus. Nexus was the Nexus. term they used. The one yeah, that when all the clones it, sort yeah. of mind meld with each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so he becomes a Nexus and he feels it. I think when he is playing the uh, clarinet. That's when he realizes that he's received it. And uh, apparently... He was expecting it. Um, so then, then he talks about there are a couple of other ma murders. One was named guy named Kinkley was killed in the library, and then this second uh, was uh, was the Lang was was Lang when he right. I, I, right. I think Hinkley was the version eight point one, the initial death that opened chapter one. And so Hinkley is oh, dead, and that lands is Then dead. I missed it. But, 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 Hinkley, remember at the very beginning of chapter one, he talks about feeling a bullet entering his heart because one of the clones had been killed? Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I thought he was talking about himself. Because well, it was a version I, of himself. I thought he, but thought he was talking about himself. I didn't realize it was Hinkley. Uh, yeah, now that you tell me, uh, probably... Uh, see, you read the whole book, so you know. So, yeah, um, I know. Uh, because here, um, the... Yeah, everything's in the first person, even though there's like multiple persons yeah. that things are happening to. So, yes. That's right. Yeah. And then uh, they talk about the pulling pin seven. I think that's when it moves, the necklace moves to the next person. And they pull the pin seven, I think. Well, yeah, so no one's pulled okay. pin seven yet. We, remember we talked about how um, version seven 
is the one who, so initially he sort of killed off pin one, which was the original Angelo Zanegri and became a better version of himself without all this baggage. And this has happened multiple times. And someone who I think is actually Lange Sr. was version seven. And when the new Lange took over, he quote unquote killed off or suicided that part of his psyche that was the old Lange, who's kind of this uh, ghost whispering in his ear saying, pull, pill, pull pin seven, pull pin seven. Um, and so- Okay, then I, I missed that part of it then. I thought- But was, you remember in the italics? Remember Angelo, those italic Angelo texts? Angelo was the one. Huh? Remember okay, those anyway, italic texts? Uh, I, I, yeah, I, okay. I, 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 I'll accept it then. Okay, then, okay. And, uh, so this chapter two, and his name uh, is the, uh, he's Yengo. Yeah, he's right. angle. So you, according to your numbering, what is the angle? 8.2? He's version 8.2, yeah. Okay, so um, then he not only realizes that somebody's killing the people in their family, and they're after him now, because he's the nexus. Mm-hmm. So then he tries to escape uh, and go to wing null where apparently um, he gets um, I think the, the transfer takes place the complete transfer takes place uh, he gets all the power I guess whatever it is of the, this group but what happens here is um, he sees somebody following him and uh, the guy with a limp in his leg and he goes from uh, one area to another, and goes from uh, one belt to another. And then there's apparently, they have this little, uh, they call it jack pole, and also the uh, tubes, similar to the banks we used to have. Remember the drive-in banks? Pneumatic tubes, yeah. Over, Right this, is, right, this is 19, 1970s science fiction where everything is moving sidewalks and pneumatic tubes Yeah. in the future. So I don't know, in the, in the middle there is a little episode where a boy comes uh, up. <laughs> he comes up from a downward tube and then he catches him and gives him back to his mom. Then he himself takes the tube and, uh, and he he goes there, and uh, the, everywhere he goes, uh, then he goes into the like a library, I think, where oh no, a lot of people come out. Uh, the shift ends, and they all come, and he thinks he can hide uh, among them, and goes like uh, for whatever better term on, on the belt, like a train, I guess, you know, like a commuter train type of thing. And he, he hides and goes, and everywhere the, he goes there, after he gets off, there's a phone is ringing, right? There are a lot of desks, and the, the phones are ringing, and that goes from desk to desk. So the phone rings, and he passes it and goes to the next deck, and that's where the phone is ringing, and finally he picks up the phone, and then an explosion 
takes place. And that's how this one ends. Again, just before he yeah. dies, uh, he has the feeling to pull pin seven. Yeah. And then everything. So uh, yeah. I wonder if this is one, you know, there was this famous movie called Dial M for Murder about uh, a uh, person called. Was it Dial? Dial? It feels like I've heard, it's uh, something like Dial that. Yeah, it feels like one of those. Or mm. a, um, I feel like I've heard this trope before where, like, you're in a place and these phones just start ringing one by one uh, coming near you. Um, mm. I'm not sure where that came from originally. I don't think he was the first one to have it. But it's definitely mm. sort of a spooky, creepy kind of thing. I think one of the things that's yeah. interesting to me mm. uh, is that uh, Ingle, like, Angelo was this, like, super cool uh, hitman who, yeah. like, you know, never let his emotions interfere with his work. But both right. Land and Engel, like when, mm. when they experience death, they're like traumatized and can't do anything for an hour. And mm. uh, Engel in particular comes across as kind of flighty, right? Mm. He is not totally in control of the situation. Like a few phones ringing freak him out. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it, it, it makes me wonder uh, uh, that, you know, in trying to get rid of the – uh, negative parts of himself as he goes through these versions, where yeah. he's also losing something uh, that's adaptive for violent and dangerous situations. Yeah. yeah so yeah, there is, you know, uh, yeah. Was there any other? So we get, this is a lot of world building, I suppose, in that you learn about the different rooms in the house, right? Yeah. So the terminology is is that humanity kind of blew up the outside world so everyone had to take mm. shelter in this house and yeah. this house has different wings on different planets they're connected by teleportation and each wing yeah. has a series of floors uh, which is like one giant room and so uh, there was, he was in a room called the library and then I thought he was like in an office level where he heard the desks ringing so he is like they're just they say that, but they say that, but they also say, especially that when Kinkley is killed, that also is his private living quarters there. It says yeah, it he almost feels like third, cubicle one seven six four one, his private living quarters there. So in the library, there are living quarters also there. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, like each level is a uh, maybe it's better to think of it like a neighborhood, where like there's a library district. Right. Right, right. And there's like the library itself and then the people who sort of live in the library because their career or their family or whatever yeah. is there. There is not much, I mean, of course, the clones, they all have their own families. So we don't really know what domestic living, and we do know there are humans with children, right? Because we saw the mom and the son yeah. uh, doing that thing. So that, you know, it seems like a relatively no, but, normal. No, but, but, but I think the reason they brought that up, I think, he feels then, I wish I had a parent, because uh, the clones don't grow, they don't grow up with a family, right? They are just cloned. They, yeah, they, they clone born not just the body, but clone. the memories. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, they, they're just clones, so they, they are created, and they are not uh, born and uh, brought up in a family and things like that. That's probably why yeah, that uh, episode was mentioned. I was wondering why are Ooh, they talking about... A random mother and child. So. 
Yeah, I was wondering about that too. I thought that's that's a really good insight, especially as we're doing a father and son podcast. Um, and Angelo probably it never talks about his parentage or yeah. anything, although uh, obviously he was part of a crime family, so he must have had some tight emotional bonds at some point. And those were probably some of the, the painful memories that were erased as part of uh, getting rid of version one. And the other interesting thing about that, of course, is that uh, Angelo's descendants are trying to be a parent for the human race, right? They're trying to teach humanity to be more evolved mm. and less violent, uh, even as he's trying to make himself uh, okay, so more evolved and too, less violent. Um, he doesn't carry a gun. He carries a tranquilizer uh, mm. gun. Uh, this is non-metal tranquilizer gun. So, mm. that's what, uh, so like you said, maybe they are not killing people. Even though the guy, other guy is trying to kill him, he was not going to kill him. He was going to just uh, tranquilize him. Yeah. So like I you said, maybe they are a different version, gentler version. Yeah, it makes me think about how other countries, I don't know if this is true, but other countries are sort of considered more civilized in the U.S., because even their police don't carry guns because the criminals don't carry guns. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At least that was what I heard. I don't know if that's still the case uh, in the modern world. Things may have changed. Not, there was this, not, yeah. yeah, things may have changed. But there was the idea that, like, you know, hey, maybe we can get past, like, the Wild West where everyone carried guns and shot each other to yeah. a world where most people don't carry guns, to a world where almost nobody carries guns, not even law enforcement, because the risk of, like, someone finding your gun and hurting themselves is actually higher than the risk of you needing to use it to defend yourself, which yeah. is very poignant in this day and age, you know, after the, the year of COVID and uh, calls for police reform is like, you know, is even giving police weapons, does it protect the police or does it actually sort of in, uh, escalate the level of violence in society? Uh, I wouldn't go that far there. Oh, that's nothing to do with that. Um, I don't think police carrying guns is going to escalate the violence. No, the problem right. is... But, but, but it's interesting that, like, so the question, but it does raise the question, why doesn't Engel carry an actual gun? Well, right? yeah, yeah, that's like, like, but Engel is not police, though. So what I'm trying to well, say is... Uh, uh, he kind of is, family, right? He's kind of the, the, he's kind no, of the government. No. But he, 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 he sees himself as the ultimate authority over what's happening to humanity, even if he doesn't have an official title, you know, they see themselves as the arbiters of justice and human evolution. Well, maybe uh, the ruling class, maybe not, not necessarily. Yeah. A, ru a ruling class. Fine. A ruling, ruling class. class but, you know. and, and, but like you mentioned, they are not, um, they are a gentler worship. Um, they yeah. don't want to, yeah, they they don't want to yeah, so, 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 kill the bad people. They don't want to, right? So I think that's the interesting thing, right? So the implication is that humanity, they said in the previous chapter, right, that we haven't had a murderer in a long time, and right. we haven't had a real serious preventative murder in a long time. Occasionally, mm -hmm. people will still sort of go psycho and like act out, but then usually we can save people's lives with our advanced medical care. So it's really rare for a human being to kill another human being. And because the culture has changed, so that's very rare. 
then the ruling class has also changed where they feel like they no longer need to use lethal force. And so they well, can get yeah, by with that tranquilizer guns. The, the family has been killed. They've killed the yeah, they thought, they've yeah, killed they thought they, yeah, they thought yeah. that, but they were wrong because of this mysterious Mr. Black. Yeah. And so... What, what um, do you mean? They thought they were... What do you mean? So they thought they had got... They thought they were succeeding and that they had mm. evolved humanity to the point where mm. nobody was really likely to be doing lethal damage to anyone. Right? They, they thought okay. they, they, they didn't really expect there to be assassins running around trying to kill people, much less an assassin targeting them specifically. Uh, that was unexpected by the family, and therefore they're unprepared. Right? I think it kind of shows that both psychologically uh, oh, yeah, that's the thing. Like, psychologically, they're the equivalent of a tranquilizer gun, not a gun. Like, Angelo very much felt like a human weapon, right? He was, right. he had a knife, he had a gun, and even if you took away all of his armor, he was still lethal. And that was Angelo Zanegri as a mob hitman from the 1970s. But version right. 8 is much more like a, uh, I hate to say it, a mall cop, right? He's a man with some authority uh, to keep the peace and keep people mm. from misbehaving, but he doesn't see himself as a killer or a soldier, and he mm. doesn't, you know, carry a lethal weapon. He carries a, he he is there to pacify people, not kill them, which sounds far more humane. Uh, but the interesting side effect of that is he doesn't seem to be battle hardened. And a row of ringing telephones is enough to put him into a blind panic. Yeah, but the thing is, the other side of the thing is, um, he doesn't even have a gun to defend himself. He has only the same right. gun. Yeah. Yeah, and he's, he's and very conscious of the fact, right? Yeah. Whereas the other guy does, Mr. Black does, because he pulled out a gun and shot... Uh, Land. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he has a real gun. Yeah. 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 And I think uh, we don't know how Pinkley uh, died, but it uh, looks like he is killed by this other group, uh, Mr. Black. I think somewhere along there yeah. they say Mr. Black was the one who. So, um, from a little bit of what you kind of hinted, that um, guy from the Part one, maybe he didn't die completely. Siler? Yeah, Siler. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's uh, his group. Or his, uh, he also has uh, things like that, or clones or whatever. So. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, the um, the motif of the phone call, because mm. yeah, uh, again, the phone, yeah, that was at, at the very end of part one, that was how Siler, while his body was, about to die, called Mr. Bl called Angelo, and talked to him. Yeah, yeah. It also makes me think about yeah. Indian movies, where I know is that whenever there's a phone call in an Indian movie, it means someone has died. Okay. Oh, Indian movie. <laughs> I remember that okay. at least. Right? Is that mm. whenever there was a phone call, it meant somebody had died, because you only use phone calls for really severe occasions. Emergencies. Emergencies. And so that was yeah, yeah, something to fight for death. 
Uh, mm. Even though nowadays, of course, that's not a common thing. But right, I, mean, right. I don't, yes, know, I don't know what the... Because uh, we used to send telegrams. Send right. Telegrams. So everybody is afraid when you have a telegram. Yeah. Because you don't send a telegram. You, I mean, for, for weddings, you get telegrams. For um, the, uh, you know, if somebody uh, passed, uh, you know... If something is extraordinarily good... It only means something extraordinarily good or something extraordinarily bad has happened because it's a really expensive yeah. life. Uh, it's, uh, it's an interesting thing on an aside. Uh, in this day of uh, COVID, especially when it's rampant in India, most of our friends are saying they're afraid when a text comes from an Indian number to open it because that would mean somebody had died of COVID. They're afraid to open wow. text from India. And it was happening. Wow. Every time they opened it, there was somebody, either a friend of the family or a family member themselves who died. And they don't, uh, they didn't call them, but they sent a text saying, you know, my you know, second cousin's uh, daughter passed away. Wow. Father passed away. Yes. So, yeah, we're really fortunate that none of our immediate family has been, uh, has died of COVID, right? You mentioned that, you know, we right. had some relatives who got very seriously yeah. ill, but they've all recovered yeah. so far. In fact, yeah. I don't think we have any immediate relatives who are currently sick, right? Anjali, bless her heart, actually put together a prayer book for everybody. Oh, yes, it looks like everyone that yes. we'd ask. Oh, Papa, Papa, she, Papa Chiti is in the uh, hospital. And Divian uh, mm-hmm. is, is um, still sick. And uh, his wife and daughter are better. Susan and uh, Samuel are better. And okay. uh, and Vivian's mother-in-law was sick in the hospital. She has gone home. Um, but none of them yeah. are really sick. Papa Chitti is actually uh, on oral medicines now. They're taking away the IV medicines. They're keeping yeah. her here mainly for comfort and right. Yeah. yeah. So, so thank God we're we our immediate family yeah. seems to be past the worst of yeah. it. For now, Shant was the one that but came. Yeah, it, uh, uh, no, came close. Your your first cousin. Sean came close yeah. to that, but uh, he improved with the medicine. So, yeah, but it's interesting going back how, to the book. Mm. Yeah, it's just interesting how you know our perception of what counts as serious and how we handle it depends on our environment, right? Mm. In that, um, you know, normally someone going to the hospital uh, is a big deal, but like in COVID times, when like all sorts of other people are going to hospitals and <laughs> they're overloaded, it's uh, like the fact that Papa is in the hospital being medicated is like a minor thing compared right. to what Chomp had to go through right. and how our exactly. culture and our background and our training shape what we consider like severe versus normal versus inconsequential. Right. And the other thing, that, uh, going back to the story, is um, Mr. Black's people seem to be uh, aware of where this guy is going. In some way, uh, he mentions that a little bit. They know, even though physically they are not able to see him or something, they know where he's going, and they're following him. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so this this, uh, is... Yeah, so we can call it sort of the, the the white hats and the black hats, if you will. Mm. The White Hats are Angelo's clones who, you know, are really 
genuinely, I mean, this is the, the, uh, the recurring question on this podcast is who, who is the good guy? Who is the bad guy? Yeah. Right. And in this context, it really feels like Engel is the good guy, right? He's just an innocent victim trying to make humanity better. He doesn't kill people. He uses non-lethal weapons. Yeah. Uh, he's a clarinet player in his cover identity. And uh, Mr. Black comes across as very uh, almost omniscient. Like he seems to know yeah. everything that's going on. Um, yeah. And amoral, like perfectly willing to kill to further yeah. his purpose, whatever it is, right? He never like yeah. gives the uh, angle care. He never tries to convince uh, Lange of anything. He just says, I'm just here to kill you. Uh, both uh, the times. I think the, the first time Mr. Black kills uh, Hinkley and with, with no warning uh, whatsoever. Hinkley had no idea what happened. Hinkley or Lang, yeah. Lang. Hinkley, Hinkley first and then Lang. Oh, no, the first, the first one, uh, Lang. Uh, he says, um, I got to give you something and he kills him. The second guy um, uh, that was uh, whatever he was called no, Hinkley, Hinkley he, was first because at the beginning Hinkley died at the beginning of chapter one, and that was what Engel felt. Okay, but he felt like so, he had died because he absorbed Hinkley's emotions and thoughts as the nexus. Yeah, but it was actually Hinkley who had been so, sort of assassinated yeah. from the shadows with no information about all these nothing that passed on to Land of how and why he'd been killed. Yeah, and what's interesting he, though uh, is that Land second time he says oh, sorry. He, he, See the earth and die. See the earth and die type of thing. Yeah. So. I think though in the olden days, right, when travel was a big deal, right, to, to see what Roman die was like travel. Yeah, yeah. Right? In the 70s, yeah. you know, especially, you know, on, uh, on our wealth level, to take an airplane flight was a big life-altering, almost one-way trip, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was almost like a pilgrimage, like to see Rome yeah. would be the capstone of your life yeah uh, now it's just a you know a couple of weeks no big deal of a vacation but another interesting yeah. thing that seems to be is the first two times they kind of talk to them and then they kill them uh, this time it looks like um, he does it from a distance he blows him up it's only well, yeah, I mean, the first one for Hinckley, I mean, all we know about Hinckley's death is just those two sentences at the beginning of chapter one, where mm -hmm. Hinckley slash Land is recounting the bullet into my heart and died, right? Hinckley didn't seem to have an interaction with Mr. Black. And the interesting question is, uh, you know, Mr. Black could have, I mean, I guess maybe he was moving too slowly to sneak up on him. But he still spends spend some time chatting with him before he killed him. Uh, whereas in this case, maybe Black was trying to call, tried to talk to him by making the phone calls. I don't know. Um, but it definitely feels like the explosion is uh, at a distance. Definitely. Uh, not, not the, he's not in the yeah. Yeah, I, I will give you, yeah. Since we're near the end of the episode, I will actually give you a spoiler. Is that Ingo mm. is not actually dead. Who? Cool. Ingle, the guy who was running in the corridor, the clarinet player. Yeah. Uh, even though it even though it looks like it, he's not actually dead. 
and oh, okay. he was just knocked so, out. Because you he'll know wake up and be, yeah, I, I know, but it's, it's, a, it's a brief spoiler. But it's an it, it interesting point is that Ingle was knocked out and unconscious, but actually wasn't okay. killed, even though it okay. seemed like he was. So they okay. kind of, you know, given the way that every other thing began and ended with some death, uh, they were kind yeah. of messing with you to make you uh, think that happened. And the, obviously the, succeeded. Every, yeah, the pattern is at the end of every chapter, somebody is killed or supposed yeah. to be killed, from what you're saying. Right. And then the beginning of the next chapter, we have to see it what happens and uh, the most like uh, there's an underlying theme with, even though he's using clone it seems to be reincarnation type of thing so yeah it's um except, it's not except bad that in, in the reincarnation um they come back as something else and uh, they don't um uh, inherit all the qualities, I guess. I don't know. The memory. I don't know how reincarnation right. works. Yeah, but there's the sense that I heard was that they, they inherit the karma, but not the memories of their earlier yeah. versions of themselves. But yeah, I think that's actually a good episode title for this on the podcast is reincarnation. Uh, because, you know, certainly. similar to, I don't know. Reincarnation exactly. question. Because, you know, the reincarnation is totally a different theory, right? It's um, you're reincarnated because of what you did in the previous life. You're reincarnated in something. This doesn't seem to be that way. This seems to be right. cloning is just uh, uh, there are a bunch of clones and uh, they give them all names and uh, they all have professions, different professions and things like that. Because, you know, he talks about one guy who's a doctor and uh, he had signed a death certificate and things like that. Um, so Seraphis is a, the, that person, and uh, the other thing, Ernie, um, hmm. some of what you said may be true, but from what he was doing was he was trying to go to that wing now and maybe get all the power, trying to get the power, or something was going to take place, some transference of uh, personalities or power or something is going to take place. And we don't know if he ever makes it there and the transfer takes place, what would have happened? We don't know that. And you read right. the book. So I, can so a, you know, I, I can give you a hint based on things that you mm. could infer from what's been said so far. Is yeah. that Wing Null is the place yeah. where chapter, where part one ends. So remember that Angelo is stuck on this distant planet and Siler yeah. tells them there is a building nearby that yeah, will that's answer the same your wing questions and yeah, give you what you need. Wing so yeah. that is actually Wing yeah. Null, which means Wing yeah. Null is actually where pin one was inserted. Oh, I see. And, okay. and, and so Wing Null is sort of the home base of Angelo's clones. And so that's what... Yeah, right. And, and I think he mentioned... Angelo's trying to get to. If you can get to, if you get to Wing Null, then they become uh, protected somehow. Is it nobody it's was, sort of like Superman's um, Fortress of Solitude. I see. Okay. Okay. Well, a pattern seems to emerge gradually. Mm -hmm. Again, we are at the disadvantage. I'm at the disadvantage. That I don't know the rest of the story. So. Yeah, but this is makes this thing so fascinating because I get to see it through your eyes. Yeah. Uh, what's the old saying, right? Yeah. Life can be 
must be lived forward, but can only be understood backwards. Yeah. And so it is interesting to see how you perceive these characters and their motivations yeah. and what, um, you know, will Engel or one of his other clones retwing Null and if so, what will happen? Yeah. Um, all right. This was a good episode. Okay. Thank you, Dad. I think oh, it's interesting I? because I think I, I, I really, I'm really glad we're doing this because I feel like this interweaves with the other conversations we're having in our own life about mm. family, about identity, about mm. what it means to be emotionally healthy or more evolved, um, mm. and how do you resolve conflict. Um, and so, um, yeah, and I'm glad we just have, it's sort of nice to be able to talk about these things sort of in the abstract about a book rather than in okay. the more visceral discussions about our own personal relationships or even my, um, you know, psychological essays and short stories that I write, which, uh, okay. in some ways it's more, it's more convoluted because we are characters in our own story. These are characters in a different story. So it's easier to talk about them. So I'm really glad we're doing this. Right. I really appreciate uh, that I have okay. a father who is still alive and can have these conversations with me. And uh, this is a story <laughs> okay. that uh, you know, okay. meant a lot to me. Uh, uh, so being able to kind of walk through it with you. There's another book. Uh, thinking about mm. like if we finish this and want to keep going. There's a mm. book by Jack Vance called The Dying Earth. And mm. it has a lot of interesting sort of psychological characters. It's more a collection of short stories. But it has, so it's not at all like this book. It's fantasy rather than science fiction. But there's also characters in there that I really identified and relate, uh, uh, identified with. And, I'm, oh, okay. and even though it's short stories, there's a little bit of a narrative thread connecting them. And okay. maybe after we get through this, we can do that together. So I should look up some well, copies we'll so we have we'll those available. Because, you know, uh, probably, maybe because, you know, you... Um, Identify some of the characters, but uh, if you want to follow a pattern, then I think I should pick a book Ooh. next and then uh, Ooh, go back to idea. what you th so something like that. So we'll see. Ah, um, have you thought but, about uh, any? I mean, I just the thought just came to character? me that you know, I mean, rather than just uh, doing what uh, identifies with you, maybe I should find something that could be of help uh, when we talk about. It. Things. So yeah, I and mean, I think that's the thing. Is then that I should look go look for. <laughs> yeah, okay. we'll start looking. We got at least I think four or five weeks left before the series ends. So okay, ma. Give us right. some time to find the book okay. and order it. Wonderful. Okay, uh, okay you thank guys, you, my uh, father. Have a good, have a good. Yeah, this is a long weekend, the holiday weekend. So have a good weekend. Thank you. Okay, ma. Yeah, love you, love Dad. You. Yeah, bye. Bye. bye.